Okay, today, the content could be a little more chore for audiences, so please, as someone before listening to this video, it's mature and may be uncomfortable for some viewers. Viewer discussion is advised. Be cautious. This is more for adults or for those who get permission. Okay, so I tried to read this in advance because, wow, if I am pronouncing or saying anything wrong, I am so sorry. Pumpkins with ghoulish faces and illuminate by candles are a sure sign of the Halloween season. The practice of decorating jack-o'-lanterns originated in Ireland, where large turnips and potatoes served as early canvases. In fact, the name Jekyllarn comes from an Irish folktale about a man named, I want to say Stingy Jack? Stringy Jack? Stringy. I have no idea how to say his name. Irish immigrant brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin, and became an international part, oh, an integral part of Halloween festival. The legend of Stringy Jack? People have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween for centuries. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a, name, name, a man named, nicknamed Stringy Jack. According to the story, Stringy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, is it Stingy Jack? If I, someone, please, Help me here. I have no idea how to say his name, and I feel so silly. Stingy Jack just didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that Jack could use to buy the drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it in his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under condition that he would not bother Jack for one year and that should Jack die, he would not claim his soul. The next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While he was up there in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for ten more years. Soon after Jack died, as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven. The devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him, and kept his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into, yeah, I'm not saying that word, down under. He said, like, okay, no, that's rude. Um, itchy double hockey stick. And he keeps his word. Oh, heck. He sent Chuck off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Chuck put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the, Lan of the Lantern and then simply Jack O'Lantern. In Ireland and Scotland, people began to make their own versions of Jacks. 
lanterns by covering scary faces into turnips or potatoes or placing them into windows or nearby doors to frighten away Jack and other wandering evil spirits. In England, large beads are used. Immigrants from these countries brought the jack-o'-lantern tradition with them when they came to the United States. They soon found that pumpkins, a fruit native to America, make perfect jack-o'-lanterns. I had no clue that that was even a thing until the other day. Like, no clue. Okay, so let's see. Ancient origins of trick or treat. Oh, boy. Halloween, its roots in the ancient pre- Oh, yeah, I already talked about this. Let's just... Let's talk about... Okay. Ronald O'Brien, who has been called the man who killed Halloween and the Candyman. Oh boy. On Halloween in 1974, eight-year-old Tommy O'Brien returned to his house. He returned to his Houston home from a long night of trick-or-treating. His father, Ronald, gave him one last piece of candy, a pixie stick, which Timothy ate instantly. Within minutes, the boy was vomiting, and he died on the way to the hospital. Hospital. After changing his story multiple times, police learned that Ronald was responsible for his son's death, as he had poisoned the candy with cyanide. Turns out Ronald was in debt and had taken out a life insurance policy on his children. A year later, he was found guilty of murder, murder. and he was given the death penalty by lethal injection. The murder left its mark, though. Parents today still check their kids' candy to see if it's been tampered with. Ah, so he's the reason we continue to do that. True friends, Elisa and, oh boy, and Arden worse, dabbed late on a Halloween night. Lisa and Arden and their friend Lauren were busy handing out candy to trick-or-treaters at their Napa, California home on Halloween night, 2004. At around 11 p.m., the three women went to bed, not knowing that there would be one more visitor that night. Medea, uh, Lisa, Les, is it Lisa or Leslie? I don't know. Woke to a scream from the upstairs bedroom, ran out of the house, and drove away, leaving her two friends behind. Lee. Leslie? Okay, I'm not sure. L.M. and Instigo, both 26, were stabbed to death. Eric Matthew Koppel, a friend of the victims, eventually turned himself in and confessed to the murders, though he never told anyone his motive. The Valley residents report Koppel is serving a life sentence without possibility of parole. The toolbox killer murdered for the last time on Halloween night in 1979. In 1979, Shirley Ledford was hitchhiking home from Halloween party when two men picked when two men picked her up in a dinghy van. Here's a tip: don't get into a van with two creepy strangers you don't know. Little did she know that the two men were known as the Toolbox Killers. Lawrence and Roy were famous for picking up female hitchhikers and then torturing them with tools 
Jeff Buckley found in a toolbox, according to New York Daily News. They often took pictures of their victims during the slain. Jeez, get a different hobby, please. After torturing Lambert, they dropped her body on a stranger's lawn. Lambert became the pair's fifth and final victim after a friend turned them in. Bitter was sentenced to death but died in 2019 of natural causes. Norris, who corroborated in the investigation, was going to have been 45 years. Martha Moxley died after attending a Halloween party. The night before Halloween in 1975, 15-year-old Martha left her Connecticut home to attend a costume party. On Halloween morning, she was found dead in the backyard, beaten to death by a golf club. According to the New York Times, 25 years later, Michael, who was also 15 at the time of the slaying, was convicted of the murder, sentenced to 20 years to life in prison. He maintained his innocence, and on May 4, 2018, the Supreme Court vacated his conviction in 2020 that the case was reopened to the public. Dang, that's crazy. Japanese exchange student in 1992 never made it to his Halloween party. Oh, these are just sad. One, oh boy. Your Shirai Hartracho. Okay. I'm calling him YH because I'm gonna butcher his name. I'm so sorry. A Japanese exchange student went out on Halloween night in 1992. He was heading to a party in New Orleans, unfamiliar with the neighborhood. Uh, YH struggled to find the address for the event. When he eventually thought he found the house, he knocked. When he got no answer, he walked back towards his car. Suddenly, the door of the house opened, and YH said, We are here for the party, but the man in the doorway shot with a rifle. Turns out, Y.H. was at the wrong address. When police questioned the homeowner, Rodney, he claimed that he had been scared and that he thought the student was trespassing on his property with criminal intent. According to Japan Today, Paris was charged with manslaughter but invoked the castle in which America claimed that they had the right to apply lethal means to protect their homes. I was found not guilty by a jury. Sometimes I feel like he's still in America. Father told Japanese today, someday he'll come back home. Okay, Peter Fernando died in what police say was a crime of passion in the late 50s. When Peter and Betty Fernando went to sleep Halloween night in 1957, they thought they were finished with trick-or-treaters, but in the middle of the night, the doorbell rang of their Los Angeles home. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Peter got out of bed and brought candy to the door. On the doorstep was a woman wearing a mask. She raised her hand, which was in a paper bag, and shot him in the chest. He died instantly. According to Los Angeles Times, police eventually arrested a woman named Joanne Ro Rebel, who apparently had a sexual relationship with Peter's wife, Betty, 
Let's believe Rebel talked another woman into murdering Peter. Rebel was convicted of second degree murder along with Prizer and was sentenced to five years to life in prison. Both women were later released. Betty was never tried for any connection in her husband's death. John Frank was convicted of strangling a nun to death on All Hallows Eve night. What? Just what? I, I, what? I'm not even sure. Like, my family's not overly religious, and I still find this doesn't make sense. Really? That just has to be bad karma altogether to me, because why? Just why? Like, seriously. On October 31st, 1981, Sister, I want to say Tadi Bound's body was found naked in a convent in Texas. The other nuns in the house noticed a broken window in the community room, so they called the police immediately. Authorities found Ben's clothing and a knife under the bed. Meanwhile, an autopsy revealed the nun was stabbed, strangled, and assaulted. Police arrested a man who lived across the street named Jonathan Frank. After a witness saw him running from the convent that evening, he was convicted and sentenced to death in 1992. His last words were reported to be, I'd like to thank my family for loving me and taking care of me. The rest of the world can kiss my... And it ends there. Carl Jackson was killed over an egging incident. And that's why I never participated in Mischief Night. One of the many reasons why I never really liked that night. Like, to me, it didn't make sense to do anything stupid. Especially because where I lived, everyone knew everyone. I'm like, what is the point? You'll tell them. It'll be like a thing. Or like, oh, now you have something a hold of me. Like, no. Throwing eggs on Halloween night is typically a harmless prank. But in 1998, it turned deadly. When 20-year-old Braxton resident Carl Jackson and his girlfriend went to pick up her son from a party, teenagers threw eggs at their car. Oh boy. And that's how things exhale. Jackson got out of the car to yell at the pranksters to stop. In response, one of the teenagers pulled out a gun and shot- What? Jackson threw the head. He died instantly. The New York Times report. 17-year-old Curtis Dealing was charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. He was convicted and serving 20 years. He receives a card in the mail every Halloween that reads, I'm glad you're still there, from Jackson's mother. William Lux killed his family members on Halloween in 2010. Okay, now that's just, oh, I hate when it's closer. Like, oh. Like, I don't know why, it just creeps me out more. Like, no. In 2010, 16-year-old Devin Griffin came home on Halloween to play video games after attending church and spending the previous night sleeping out. He noticed the Michigan home was too quiet, so he went to check on his family members. According to the Sandy Dusk residents, Griffin proceeded to find his stepfather in bed covered in blood. When police, police arrived, they found two more bodies, Griffin's mother and brother. Police eventually learned the murder was Griffin's stepbrother, William. Like his 
his older stepbrother, Derek, with a hammer, shot his father, William, five times, and then assaulted and shot his stepmother, Susan. Lifeguard pleaded guilty to three counts of aggressive murder to avoid the death penalty, but was found dead in his jail cell in 2015 from a self-inflicted wound. A brutal, a brutal killing on Halloween night in 1981 remains unsolved to this day. Things that are creepy. Creepy true. Things Tuesday. Photograph Ronald Simon and Smith College sent Elizabeth Platza men were beaten in their Manhattan apartment on Halloween night in 1981 before being shot dead. Their apartment was completely ransacked, but nothing seemed missing. The case remains unsolved. And that is it. I hope you all like this true creepy things Tuesday.